You're listening to the February edition of the Postal Record, the monthly magazine for the National Association of Letter Carriers. On page 16, Letter Carrier Political Fund. Building support in Congress, Letter Carriers are delivering the message in Washington. Read by Roman Carlidi. As we all know, Congress has a great deal of power over us and our employer, the United States Postal Service. But every member of Congress who seeks to abolish our collective bargaining rights, cut our pay, or limit our health and retirement benefits faces numerous lawmakers who seek to protect letter carriers, stabilize USPS, and ensure that we continue to provide the public services relied upon by American households and businesses. Our base of support is growing because of the hard work of letter carriers in building and maintaining relationships. The attacks come and go, but letter carriers persevere. For example, in 2018, the White House convened a special postal task force. Among many harmful proposals in the task force report, it specifically called for heavy cuts to delivery service and for an end to the right of letter carriers and other post employees to negotiate pay, benefits, and working conditions through a union, among other ill-conceived proposals. It also praised privatized postal systems overseas. In response, both the House of Representatives and the Senate introduced resolutions calling for the Postal Service to remain an independent establishment of the federal government, rebuking the call for privatization. Those resolutions have garnered a bipartisan majority in both the House and Senate over the last two Congresses. In addition, White House budget proposals continue to come and go every year, with recent ones calling for drastic changes to the federal employees' retirement system, including increased employee contributions, elimination of cost-of-living adjustments, elimination of annuity supplements for those under 62, reducing the Thrift Savings Plan G-Fund interest rate, and the basing of annuities on workers' highest average annual salary over five years instead of over the highest three years. Congress continues to reject these ideas when setting budget priorities every year. Congress's refusal to incorporate these cuts is directly attributable to the constant chorus of opposition communicated to lawmakers by NELC members and the coordinated efforts with the federal postal community. This act of defense is yet another victory worth celebrating, but also can be used for offense. As the second session of the 116th Congress begins, NELC continues to build upon successes. NELC's four priority resolutions not only achieved a majority of support in their respective chambers, but now have more co-sponsors sign on to them than ever before. House Resolution 23, calling for continued door delivery, had 257 co-sponsors, 204 Democrats, and 53 Republicans at press time. House Resolution 33 and Senate Resolution 99, calling for USPS to remain a public agency and not be subject to privatization, had 267 House co-sponsors, 224 Democrat and 43 Republican, and 53 Senate co-sponsors, 43 Democrat, 8 Republican, 2 Independent, respectively, at press time. House Resolution 54, calling for continued six-day mail delivery, had 291 co-sponsors, 216 Democrat, 75 Republican at press time. House Resolution 60, calling for restoration of service standards, had 203 co-sponsors, 176 Democrat, 27 Republican at press time. Representative Jeff Andrew, Republican from New Jersey, changed parties from Democrat to Republican, which has not been reflected on Congress.gov. The high level of support for these priority resolutions is not our only accomplishment. The 116th Congress also saw the introduction of one of the most significant pieces of postal legislation in years. Repealing the mandate to prefund retiree health is at the top of NEOC's legislative agenda. 
The mandate, which no other agency or company faces, is responsible for 90% of the financial losses incurred by the Postal Service since 2007. The USPS Fairness Act, H.R. 2382, introduced in April of 2019 by Representatives Peter DeFazio, Democrat from Oregon, Tom Reed, Republican from New York, Sochito Torres-Small, Democrat from New Mexico, and Brian Fitzpatrick, Republican from Pennsylvania, will repeal the mandate that USPS prefund decades worth of health benefits for its future retirees, an act through the Postal Accountability and Enhancement Act of 2006. The legislation is now headed to the House floor, and a Senate companion bill introduced by Senators Steve Daines, Republican from Montana, and Brian Schatz, Democrat from Hawaii, as S-2965 is gaining traction. The momentum on repeal is a monumental achievement and would not have been possible without supportive members of Congress who are educated on our issues by our letter carrier activists, NLC President Frederick Orlando said. Getting this important legislation to the finish line is not guaranteed in the 116th Congress, which is why we continue laying the groundwork for success in the near future. That will require more education and more relationship building, which LCPF allows us to do in Washington and in congressional districts around the country. We have the power. Ultimately, Congress will decide whether to promote beneficial legislation and defend letter carriers in the Postal Service against attacks. That is why NELC's year-round engagement of letter carrier activists from across the country who educate lawmakers on both sides of the aisle on the value of the USPS to all Americans is pivotal. The work they do in lawmakers' home states and districts is the foundation of NELC's ongoing legislative and political efforts. Congress is the Postal Service's de facto board of directors, 535 people who have enormous power over our jobs and our future, President Orlando said. Not only do they have near total control over the Postal Service, they also legislate many of our benefits, including retirement and health care, and set the bounds of our collective bargaining rights. Lawmakers are willing to listen to a workforce that is consistently rated as the most trustworthy in all of the federal government, with a 90% public favorability rating. They learn about the unmatched services we provide. They learn about our daily acts of heroism and humanitarianism on our roots in their communities. They learn that what is good for the Postal Service and its employees is good for the constituents and the American people as a whole. As for those who are unwilling to listen, refuse to learn, and do not support us, the power held over jobs isn't a one-way street. Every two years, each seat in the House and one-third of Senate seats are up for grabs. Letter carriers need lawmakers in those seats who support letter carriers and are committed to maintaining a strong and innovative postal service. The power of LCPF. We want to continue helping to elect House and Senate candidates who will protect the interests of letter carriers, but we cannot do it without your help. Federal law prohibits union dues from being used to support candidates for political office, so NALC relies 100% on voluntary member contributions to the Letter Carrier Political Fund, or LCPF. LCPF may accept contributions only from NELC members and family members. With letter carrier help, we have the opportunity to build the electoral and legislative power required to ensure that decisions affecting letter carriers' lives are made with their best interests in mind. Through the LCPF, we are able to amplify voices every two years and send a strong message to lawmakers seeking re-election and candidates who seek to join the halls of Congress. We support those who support us, regardless of political party. Those who seek to destroy our rights and dismantle our employer need not apply. LCPF is NELC's Nonpartisan Political Action Committee, which is authorized to accept voluntary political donations from NELC members. Using these collective funds, NELC can amplify our message on Capitol Hill, 
promote our priorities, and identify those who will champion letter carrier issues in Congress. In the 2018 midterm elections for the 116th Congress, a wave of pro-worker candidates from both parties, in addition to reliable incumbent allies, Democrat and Republican alike, were elected or re-elected to Congress. Because of LCPF, NELC was able to help most of these campaigns, and we can see the results that this help has brought us. How LCPF Works LCPF builds NELC's clout on Capitol Hill in various ways. It provides direct support to candidates' campaigns, giving them resources they need to communicate with voters, and devotes resources to working, getting out the vote efforts. This vital effort involves direct member engagement to coordinate the work with their brothers and sisters in the labor movement. LCPF also offers communications, education, and regular outreach throughout the election cycle to our members, so they are well informed about everything they need to know about their states, such as voter registration, early voting, absentee, vote-by-mail candidates, issues, and policies. LCPF also offers communications, education, and regular outreach throughout the election cycle to our members, so they are well informed about everything they need to know about their states, such as voter registration, early voting, absentee, vote-by-mail, candidates, issues, and policies. As we draw near a presidential election this November, LCPF will devote the necessary resources to ensure that the next leader in the White House is one who supports letter carriers and can hear our voices loud and clear. Elections are important, have consequences, and are very expensive. The Center for Responsive Politics estimates that nearly $6.8 billion was spent in 2016 on federal elected offices, including $2.7 billion on the presidential election alone. It takes a lot of money for a candidate to campaign for office, and the table of any given candidate's financial backers can be very broad and have a wide range of issues on which they want support. They can range from labor unions to environmental groups, from defense contractors to healthcare companies, or from agricultural interests to billionaires with pet projects. Many of these people and organizations have very deep pockets and are difficult to compete with. LCPF is a small yet effective piece of the puzzle and ensures that letter carriers are at the table, as opposed to being on the menu. To be there, we need to rely, as all unions do, on our power and numbers, and we need all of our members there with us to make a difference. How to support LCPF The easiest way to support LCPF is to sign up for automatic withdrawal of a small amount from your paycheck each pay period through postal ease. Most of our supporters use automatic payroll deductions, and it works well for them and for the political fund, Rolando said. It spaces the total donation across the year. You won't even notice it, and it gives LCPF a steady source of income and the ability to plan how to best use the funds. Both career carriers and city carrier assistants may sign up for the LCPF donations through payroll deduction. CCAs must sign up again following a five-day break in service, and former CCAs who have converted to career status must sign up again following their conversion. Active or retired letter carriers also can easily arrange for automatic deductions from a bank account or annuity. NRC members have the option of making one-time contributions or supplementing their automatic donations by writing a check to the Letter Carrier Political Fund. To sign up or get more information on how to donate, visit nalc.org PAC. As a union, our strength is in our numbers, Rolando said. Thanks to LCPF donors, NALC has an essential tool for standing up for all of us in Washington, D.C. I urge every letter carrier to add his or her name to the list of LCPF supporters to make our success in protecting our jobs, our employer, and our rights even greater.